Welcome to the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast. I'm Ashlyn Dave, your host. We've got a great show lined up, so let's get started. And this is Ashlyn Dave, and this is the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast, episode 295. I'm going to call this one When Two Miles is Success. It is the last week of September, 2023. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for coming back to the show. I uh, got a lot of good emails after episode 294, which I'll get to because uh, the email bag section of the show is back. Modern emails, current emails, recent emails. Appreciate everybody that checked in. I'll get to those in a little bit. Um, I'm going to go over a few things and then uh, going to actually put on a uh, got an encore presentation of episode 199 for you uh, towards the end here in a few minutes. Uh, this is from 2014. I've been doing the podcast since 2008, and yeah, I did have a little bit of a, a break in there, and over the years, I've had periods of time where I haven't gotten anything out, uh, but I'm back running. I ran, uh, ran, walked two miles this morning. Part of that was with my uh, running group, Wolfpack, and yeah, lo and behold, I got uh, some things to talk about now. Uh, my doctor tells me whenever I'm going to run like that, I got to take uh, my medication. So I took that. I did a good regimen of stretching before I went out this morning. Uh, and would you believe my goal was really just a mile and a half, uh, but I ended up doing two miles. Uh, I'm not really sure how that happened um, because I was measuring my distance. Uh, I don't even have a Garmin that works anymore. I've, I've I got to probably going to purchase another one. I use the Map My Run app on my phone. I was running with my phone in my hand. I, I look like everybody else that is connected to the device. And that's actually one of my rants in, uh, in the Encore presentation of episode 199, which um, was called Things I've Learned. I got a couple of rants in there. Um, it's funny how things have changed. And uh, I can't do math in front of people. What's 2023 minus 2014, six, six, seven, almost nine years, over nine years, how much uh, life, my life has changed with uh, devices. So you, you're going to want to stick around and listen to that Encore presentation. Um, it's got some good stuff in there, uh, some stuff about military, selfies, uh, drive through at um, fast food restaurants, and, of course, some comments about 7-Eleven, American flags and littering. So, yeah, none of that's about running. Uh, but I think yeah, I was actually listening to it, trying to figure out where I was going to cut off that episode and get into the more recent email bag section of the show. And I was laughing out loud a little bit at, at my own um, commentary. So uh, maybe you will, too. There's a couple of good rants in there. Uh, but my first mile today was a 13-minute pace. So that, that just give you, give you an idea of, of where I'm at, and uh, which isn't in a good spot, meaning... Um, I'm glad I got out there, but boy, I could feel, you know, my legs aching. They just, I don't have the endurance. Um, and uh, so I'm be building up. Uh, of course, I'll be walking in there and I'm not really too worried about uh 10 minute mile, 10 and a half minute mile at this point, you know, when two miles is a success, you know, Hey, I put the two miles on my shoe app because I keep track of my shoes and I also keep track of how far my dog is. I ran with my dog and uh, I pull, I'll look this up now and, um, so she's run a hunt. Her name's Twilight. I've talked about her before. She's two. I've run 108.1 miles with her since, uh, I'm not really sure when, let's see, going back to when we got her in 2021, I started running with her in November of 2021. Uh, so yeah, when two miles is, is a success or it is success, 
Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today, and I think that's why I'm kind of in like a little bit of a mania phase. Uh, it was a good time to do the podcast where I could talk nonstop. I'm also waiting for the Xfinity person to come to the house and fix our cable. We've had it uh, last few days, or last, actually for a while, we've just been tolerating it. It goes in and out, and it's uh, when you rely on that uh, internet connection to do your work. I work at home Thursday, Friday, uh, and you got to switch over to a hotspot connection. It, it's a pain. Um, uh, but let's talk about a couple of highlights over the last few weeks. Um, other than, of course, today, you know, two miles is, is success. Uh, biggest highlight for me was a couple of weeks ago, I went to the James Madison University versus the University of Virginia football game, which we as the Dukes won 36 to 35. And I met nine, uh, nine of my fraternity brothers there from all over the country. Uh, we met in Charlottesville, Virginia. I had arranged uh, like an Airbnb type of thing. We're all, we all, we're all able to stay in the same house. The game was at noon, or was it? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was at noon. Um, so we had to tailgate kind of early, and yeah, we started uh, you know tailgating pretty early, I would say. And it was great to have all my uh, most of my fraternity brothers back. Come some of the guys I kind of went through school with that we uh, became you know close friends and some. Nobody from my pledge class is uh, still uh, kind of affiliated, but the next pledge class, uh, same age guys as me uh, or one or two years apart, uh, we all get together. And uh, just to tell you one funny thing that happened during this game, the, um, the the house we stayed in had a big screen TV, but we weren't watching the game on TV. We were we were at at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville. But uh, they had to clear the stadium because of lightning and pouring down rain, and uh, we were standing up. We had to clear the stadium. We were actually standing under a tree, which probably wasn't that wise in a lightning storm. And uh, it was raining harder under the tree than it was out. So we just said – we had a 10-minute walk back to the house. We just said, let's just go back to the house and, um, and you know, be dry. And then, you know, when because the, we didn't know if the game would be canceled, postponed. Uh, you know, we didn't know because the storm was just so bad. Uh, but believe it or not, uh, we got back to the house. Of course, you know, had some more beverages, and the game resumed, and we weren't able to get back to the stadium. Um, so we had, and by this time, some people had followed us over that we that were other uh, JMU alumni, um, and uh, one other fraternity brother and his wife it was really cool to see him. And one of his sons goes to UVA. The other one went to JMU. And also, one of the weird, interesting things about this game was there were a lot of people there wearing colors from both schools because. Uh, you know, either they went there to one of the schools themselves, and they have a child at the other school. It's very common in Virginia, and uh, especially with James Madison and um, UVA only being about an hour apart from each other. Um, beautiful part of Virginia, in Central Virginia. Uh, we couldn't get the, we couldn't get the. Somebody was watching the game on ESPN Plus on their phone. We're trying to get it casted up to the large screen, the big screen TV. And it just wasn't working that well. So you had nine guys or, or more crowded around this little guy's iPhone, you know, horizontally trying to watch uh, the game. And we did that for maybe two or three minutes. And then all of a sudden it was up on the big screen. And we're like, should we go back? And, you know, by then we had already kind of gotten some towels and, uh, and lent towels to some other people that came in and were, were drying off. So we ended up watching the rest of the game, you know, in the house on the TV after just being right there in the stadium. But it was a, it was a good lengthy delay. And, um, I didn't. We were kind of pretty intoxicated at that point, so the decision making I wasn't, of course. You know, everybody else was, uh, uh, but the decision making at that point was kind of hard to get a um, everybody on on one page. So we just uh, finished it up there, and it was a pretty exciting finish. 
Uh, I also went camping. I went out to uh, Buena Vista, Virginia, to a bluegrass festival. It's called, it called Nothing Fancy Bluegrass Festival. Second year going there. I used to go to the Amelia Family Campground Bluegrass Festival every year since 1996. I went every year and um, and camped, uh, tent camp, and just kind of like you know next to your car kind of thing in a field. And uh, that festival kind of got um, didn't make it through COVID, so I had to find a new one. And uh, so I was able to get uh ashlyn bryan up from atlanta for this and uh it was really cool to hang out with him he came up early uh he had some work to do in the area and also was visiting family in the shenandoah valley and so we camped he and i camped thursday friday saturday and then we had another uh three people show up saturday morning uh for the festival saturday and then we all left on sunday and um there's just uh, my buddy rob from charlotte lummox uh he listens to, he's a runner he listens to the show he's out of annapolis or uh, severna park area and then uh, my buddy Rob's uh, adult son, Brody, uh, who's my godson. So it was really good to see him. We had a great time. We got wet, poured down rain. The, the concert area is under a pavilion, but the camping area, of course, is not. And uh, that'd be interesting to camp under a pavilion. I've never really thought about doing that. Is that really camping if you're in a tent underneath a shelter? I don't know. Maybe not. But uh, it rained a lot. Uh, we got wet in our tents, but not soaked. It was just a matter of uh, a lot of water on the ground and so I'm going to be looking into uh, some equipment to uh, prevent that next time. And, of course, the highlight of the last few weeks that was, of course, better than JMU beating UVA um, was uh, going on vacation with my wife uh, to Harker's Island. And um, Harker's Island is uh, kind of the lower outer banks of North Carolina. I think it's called the South Core Banks, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we just had a great time. We had a place right on the water. It's about a 20-foot 20 feet of beach right behind the house we stayed in and it was we stayed in um there's an area called the straits so it wasn't crashing waves on the beach we're on so you could go out swimming pretty far it's pretty shallow we kayaked saw dolphins uh had a just a, a real good time together uh did a lot mostly most of our food prep was in the house we went out to dinner a few times but the highlight of the trip was taking a ferry to cape lookout and then going over to the atlantic side and how remote that is uh, cape lookout does have a lighthouse and uh, I like lighthouses. I'm I'm not so into lighthouses where I have one in my front yard or or have lighthouse figurines in my house. Uh, I'm not into them that much. But if I'm near one, um, I like to see them. And I've seen all the ones on the Outer Banks now, uh, especially because I covered 100 kilometers <laughs> along the Outer Banks one time. And then I've done the Light to Light uh, 50 Mile Ultra a few times. Um, that's a heck of a, a story there, especially the time I took the wrong route and still got credit for a finish because I ran over 50 miles. Uh, you can go back in the archives and look for that podcast. That was a pretty good. Maybe I'll do an encore one of that one here, and that might get me motivated to uh, get my endurance uh, longer. Uh, but we went over to, we hiked over to the Atlantic side of Cape Lookout, and uh, there was maybe one other couple on the beach. It was us and three or four surfers, and that was it. And you, you just couldn't see. Um, I mean, you can go camping overnight there if you want. Uh, Monica and I talked about that over a few drinks, and we started to get some wild ideas of uh, renting the, uh, they call them UTVs there, utility task vehicle, not ATVs, but you can rent one of those and really go miles down the beach if you want to be that remote. Um, so that's something to think about. I mean, it's a little expensive to rent those, but boy, if you want to really be out there by yourself, um, and that's kind of appealing to me in a way. So uh, that's what's going on now. Uh, plan to get another run in this week and and get back to my group next week. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and try two miles, maybe one mile this week during the week, and then two miles next weekend with the run walk. 
and we'll see uh, see how I progress. I'll keep my fingers crossed on whether I'm going to paint or not, or any kind of uh, any situation that I'm going to have to deal with. I, I am a little hesitant to to run hard. I kind of ran real light today with uh, a little bit more walking than running, but I'll get there. All right, so I hope you enjoy this encore presentation of episode 199 called Things I've Learned from 2014. And right after that, that's about 27 minutes. And then I'll have the uh, most recent email bag section of the show. And uh, you might actually uh, hear your name called. And I'll be doing the campaign for episode 300 as well. I'll talk about that at the end. And I forgot to mention that Ashton Tom went camping also. Uh, he'd be mad if I didn't mention that. Y'all enjoy the encore presentation. Welcome to the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast. I'm Ashlyn Dave, and I'm recording live from my podcast studio in Ashland, Virginia. Thanks for coming along. And this is Ashlyn Dave, and this is the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast, episode 199. Yep, right on the eve of, well, not, not literally, but right on the eve of episode 200, which uh, should be out probably in short order. Uh, yeah, I had to unplug for a little bit uh, digitally and electronically from the internet and the computer. Uh, plus, the World Cup's been on, and uh, that's really, really the the main uh, two reasons for the delay in getting out the uh, episode 199. Plus, I wanted to plan for episode 200 to be in the summer, like a kind of insane. Um, and uh, you know, in reference to the unplugging a little bit, uh, sometimes you just got to do that. Uh, email, while it's a great thing. Um, when you tend to get lots of stuff that uh, is not related to the podcast, like family emails, um, emails from friends, uh, people who want to have discussions over email, uh, it's very hard to uh, sit down and go through them all. And, and uh, so what I decided to do is take a little bit of a vacation. And uh, by the time everybody listens to this, they should have gotten uh, my response. If uh, you, if you sent me something to the if you sent one to the podcast and you hadn't received anything, I don't think I forgot any. Um, so, so that, yeah, there you have it. Um, here it is the week of, uh, June 24th, 2014. Thanks for coming along. I appreciate you downloading the show. If you're a new listener, you're, uh, right here on the cusp of, uh, something great. I've, uh, getting ready to go to 200 episodes. I started the podcast back in 2008 and I've just gotten tremendous positive feedback over the years. And uh, so I'm going to keep the show going. So if you're a new listener, welcome, and I uh, hope that you come back for episode 200 and uh, 201, 202. And therefore, I usually get a show out every two to three weeks. That's the goal. Uh, early on in the podcast, uh, in order to get my numbers up, I kind of felt like I had to get one out every week or every 10 days, and, and I realized I just I can't do that and, and uh, put some quality to it. So I've uh, moved it back, and I explained all that about 100 episodes ago, how it was going to just be a uh, kind of a uh, semi-monthly podcast, uh, maybe uh, sometimes one a month, two a month. And uh, so with episode 199, uh, obviously there's some stuff, some updates to uh, get everybody updated on. Oh, and also if, you come, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I really do appreciate you coming back. I've gotten so much positive feedback from folks. Uh, and the email bag section of the show for this episode is big. And what that means is uh, emails always generate new topics to talk about. So uh, the the body of the show for the topic, which is uh, going to be called Things uh, Things I've Learned, uh, that's being kind of short. And then the email bag, of course, will uh, where I engage in uh, conversation with some of the emails that I've gotten about the show. 
um, which is really the highlight of the show, in my opinion, because I always get to hear from people. Uh, that will be much longer. Um, but I do want to talk about a few things. I uh, My mileage... Uh, I'm training for August 2nd, an August 2nd 50K and uh, called the Dahlgren Heritage Trail uh, 50K, and that's August 2nd. And obviously, I got to get my mileage up to a point where I can handle 31 miles in the uh, this uh, awful heat. Uh, last week in the uh, center of the universe, the temps were uh, upper 90s, and one day was actually 102 on my car thermometer. I don't even know if that's accurate or not. Uh, but, you know, it's a thermometer, and it said it was over 100 degrees, so, uh, you know, that's hot. And I got out there and uh, still got in 30 miles for the week. Had a little problem on the weekend where when I woke up Saturday, or actually I did five miles Saturday morning with my team incognito group. Uh, maybe get to that later when I get to Kelly's email. And then uh, and that kind of came up a little unexpectedly, so I had to plan to do my long run on Sunday. And I woke up Sunday morning, and I had uh, absolutely no motivation to go running. I, I just didn't feel like running. I did feel like exercising and, and getting outside with my dog, but I just didn't feel like running. I wasn't sore. Uh, we did uh, go out the night before, but I did not stay up late uh, drinking adult beverages or anything like that. It, it wasn't a situation like that because uh, I know the difference. Uh, usually the best way to get rid of a hangover is to go out for a six-mile run. I've always said that. That, um, unless it's one of those really, really bad hangovers, like a liquor hangover, which uh, I don't normally get because I prefer the uh, the golden stuff. But um, so what I did Sunday in lieu of running is I went out and power walked five miles with my dog, and I was sore for two days. Um, here it is Tuesday as I'm producing the show, the 24th of June, and my back, lower back is still sore. Uh, the balls of my feet were kind of sore yesterday. My back was sore yesterday. And this is from a, a five-mile mile power walk, and I took the dog with me and wiped his ass out. And it was humid. Uh, and I just decided to change it up a little bit. It only gave me 30 miles for the week. The plan was to do 10 on Sunday to get 35 in and then drop it back this week to, uh, to 20 to 25 again and then uh, go back up next week if I can. Uh, so that was a real change. Um, yeah, I'm working those walking muscles, which I'm going to need on August 2nd and uh, in November for the 24-hour uh, race, where my goal is to do 50 miles in, in 12 hours. The first 12 hours of the race is what I hope to do 50 in. We'll see how that all works out. Uh, but I really did enjoy the the power walk, and I think uh, I think what the biggest difference was was, was a, it was a consistent pace uh, of uh, heavy walking, fast walking, as opposed to when I take uh, the small walk breaks doing the real long runs where it's um, not as not as powerful. And I think the the, the way I was walking definitely was going to uh, make it make it sore. I didn't um, didn't really know, realize it at the time. Um, it was really hard. Um, I'm trying to see. I got some other. I actually made some notes for the show. Of course, I I've got all the email bag uh, emails out on some printouts here because I'm actually in my car right now. Um, so anyway, let me talk a little bit about some of the things that I've learned. And this is uh, not necessarily all running related, but some of it might be. Um, and the reason I want to share this is just because uh, there seems to be you know two categories of people for each of these con these uh, uh, each of these topics. And each, each one that I mentioned is obviously going to be exclusive of the other. So in other words, uh, if I say 
you know, all people, uh, you know, people either either tend to drive sports cars or not. That doesn't mean that all, you know, people tend to band it or not. Also drive green uh, or drive sports cars. You see what I mean? Each one is separate than the other. So hopefully uh, people understand that. But the biggest thing that I really want to say right now is that this whole selfie thing has really gotten ridiculous in our in our society. And uh, so either you take a selfie or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't. Uh, I understand why people do. Uh, with the job that I have, I tend to review a lot of digital uh, uh, digital material, and I don't understand why people take pictures of themselves with a toilet in the background or a shower in the background. Um, you know, isn't there another mirror in your house where you can take a picture of yourself other than your, you know, your nasty ass bathroom, you know, with all your shit on the counter? I, I've, I've just, I don't, I don't get, see, either you take selfies or you don't. Um, and, uh, isn't it just better just to get, hey, you know, get somebody else to take a picture of you? Uh, I'll give you an example. I was, uh, running the other day and, uh, down, uh, Center Street in the town of Ashland is, uh, where the railroad tracks run through. It's a double, double tracks. Um, beautiful homes along there. It's called Center Street. It's really kind of the main, um, the main uh, turn of the century homes through the through the town. And uh, on the other side of the street, I saw a uh, young lady walking. She had a backpack on. She was kind of walking with a purpose. I don't know if she's one of the uh, Randolph-Macon college students, or because uh, I think college was out, or she looked maybe college age. And uh, uh, so she's walking down the street, and usually in Ashland, you just wave to people. Uh, she didn't wave to me, and then I, when I walked past her, I kind of looked back, and she had, she was holding her her, uh, her phone up, clearly taking a selfie, and it got me thinking that, you know, what's the point of taking a selfie of yourself walking down the street, uh, unless I guess you're updating your uh, social media, your profile page. So either you take selfies or you don't. I'm not being critical of people that you do. It might have sounded that of people that do might have sounded that way, but um, I'm just not into that. Uh, the next thing, one of the things I've learned, is uh, either you have an American flag flying in front of your house or you don't, and uh, there's really no in between there. Uh, I do fly an American flag, and since I fly it at night, I have the porch light on. Uh, you're supposed to have a flag. If you fly a flag in the dark, you're supposed to have it lit. Uh, a porch light uh, does suffice for that if it lights up the flag. Uh, I have a uh, person that I know in my general neighborhood who flies an American flag. They don't have a light on it at night. Um, you know, I'll forgive that part. In fact, matter of fact, where I live, there's three houses in a row that have American flags out front, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, some people just don't, and... Uh, they fly other flags out in front of their house, which is fine. You know, it's your property. You can do whatever you want. Uh, but there are just some houses, if you notice, they always have their flag out. It's not sometimes. It's not every now and then. It's not just on Flag Day or July 4th. It's every day. And so either you fly an American flag every day in front of your house or, or you don't. Uh, and those are the people that put out, uh, they decorate their house at. Um, flag Day, July 4th and whatnot, Memorial Day, Veterans Day. I put extra flags out in front of my house, uh, you know, like the, the little dollar ones you get at um, the drugstore or something. I'll line those up in front of the house, and uh, then I bring them in, you know, so people don't steal them. Uh, so that, that's one thing I've learned. And if you go around where you live, uh, if you live uh, in the U.S. or whatever, um, you'll probably notice that. Uh, next thing, either... Uh, 
either you're a piece of shit who litters or you don't. Um, I don't litter. I'm against litter. I've uh, talked about this before in the show. If you've listened to the podcast over over the years, and uh, yeah, if you do litter and you're listening to the show, you are a piece of shit. You ought to stop that right away. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm talking about intentional litter, not the. Uh, not the uh, the soda can or beer can that blows out of the back of Bubba's truck when he's going down the road. Um, you know, he threw that's an accident. He should know better than just to leave stuff lying around in there. But at least he threw it there in the first place with the intent of probably throwing it away at some point in time. Uh, I'm talking about the intentional whole bag of McDonald's that you just toss out the window when you get to the stop sign. I'm talking about the uh, Miller High Life 40-ounce uh, bottles that don't accidentally fall out the window whatsoever, especially when you find three or four on the vacant lot, um, you know, up the street from your house. Uh, either you litter or you don't, you know. Either you toss stuff out the windows or you don't. Uh, in the county where I live, they have signs at the intersections that say use your ashtray not the roadway and you know because sometimes you get up to a um i'm not even sure if cars have ashtrays anymore i'm looking at my car now i do not have an ashtray although there's a there's a cigarette lighter outlet but it does it doesn't have the cigarette lighter in it because uh, people don't uh, use those anymore uh yeah either you litter or you don't and if you do you're a uh, you're a piece of shit and you need to stop <laughs> you need to stop that right away um Next thing I've learned, either you appreciate the military or you take it for granted. Um, I appreciate the military, and uh, in the email bag section of the show, uh, we're going to hear from a uh, colonel in the Army who listens to the show, who's been in for 30 years, and um, uh, discuss a little bit about uh, what he does uh, with the races that he, that he runs. Um, and, you know, I've noticed that one thing, and i got to be very careful about how I phrase this, uh, you, you're always hearing people now when, um, when they say they're in the military, people are very quick to say, well, thank you for your service. And I need to find out from military. I was not in the military. Um, in hindsight, I wish I had. My dad was, is an Army veteran. But I, I, I would need to ask them, do they feel that that's, that phrase is becoming um, overused? Because when a phrase becomes overused, it starts to lose its meaning. And uh, it just seems like that's the response that most people are supposed to say. I found myself saying it. Um, I've also changed it to saying, well, thank you for serving your country or thank you for serving the United States. Uh, it just seems like it's so quick. You hear it on the news, and it, it seems like that's the, uh, the polite thing that you're supposed to say to a veteran. And I'm curious to, to hear from veterans. Uh, what is really the best thing for someone to say to thank you, uh, especially you know when we're in war and then we find out that you've uh, if you have combat um, if you're a combat veteran, obviously uh, people should recognize that and, and say something to you if they know that. And but I always wonder what's what's the proper thing to say and, and maybe um, some veterans out there can um, can uh, uh, give some input on that. Um, Oh, tattoos. Okay, either you like or have tattoos or you don't. Um, I'm not a tattoo person. I do like looking at them. I think it's interesting um, to look at when people have significant tattoos or, or what these call sleeves. Obviously, they have tattoos visible because they want people to look at them. And um, if you watch, if you're watching any games in the World Cup, you'll see that uh, most soccer players. I would say most because most do seem to have them. Uh, that are visible on their arms and uh, you know crawling up their necks and stuff. Um, you know, very interesting. Um, but if you're like me, you just never got into it. And uh, it seems that there are lots, lots more and more. T there are a lot more 
I don't know how to say this. There are lots more tattoos these days than there have been in the past. It's just a lot more visible, a lot more visible. And um, I'm going to reserve judgment on what I think about women getting tattoos, uh, you know, ones that just kind of take over their body. Uh, actually, I'm not going to reserve judgment. I, I just I just don't personally find that attractive. I know there are people that do. Um, so either you're into tattoos or you're not. There's um, I don't know if there's any middle ground there. Um, traffic laws, something else I've learned. Either you uh, ignore traffic laws or you don't. Um, either you get you know tickets for speeding and you drive in a manner where you get stopped by the police or you drive in a manner where you don't get stopped by the police uh there's really no middle of the road there um if, if somebody gets a ticket they usually learn from it uh there are others that get uh, stopped for speeding or other stuff and they don't learn from it and they just continue to uh go down that road and let me give you an example my wife recently told me about someone that she knew who got a speeding ticket in a residential area for going uh, 40 and a 25. And that's on a particular street that's uh, not far from where we live. It's also the same street that my daughter uses to ride her bike from our house up to the Hanover Arts and Activity Center for play rehearsal. And this person made a statement about how, well, I was only going 40. Well, uh, I happen to know that there are some um, police officers out there that won't even get out of the car unless you're going at least 15 miles over the speed limit because uh, they look at everything else as uh, somewhat minimal. All the guys get out the car at 12, uh, 10 is kind of pushing it, but some guys won't even get out won't even get out of the car, which means make a stop unless you're going 12 over. Uh, most guys, it's around 15, and uh, and that's what this lady was doing. So um, she just, you know, to her, I guess you see, it seems like the the speed limit doesn't apply to her. Uh, but you know, my child uses that road, and uh, so you know, kind of, it's a little bit offensive, I guess. I'm not going to really go on and on about that. But uh, I guess the main thing to learn from that is either you obey the traffic laws or you don't. And um, so there's two types of people there. Um, uh, Twitter, okay. Um, I don't tweet. Uh, or twit or or twitter and but i understand that people do and uh, when i'm watching stuff on tv they're constantly uh reporting on tweets so i know it's it's uh it's here to stay until something replaces it or until it gets uh until it evolves into something else so either you twitter or you don't um i don't twitter uh with the exception of uh several years ago when i ran the strolling gym 40 miler um i set up a twitter account to send out updates to my family and just by telling them then they could log on and some I guess they had to get a profile and they could follow my my uh, my tweets although that didn't seem to work too well so I didn't uh, I haven't pursued that and I don't have a I don't care a wireless device that is hooked into through a cell tower to the internet um, and so I just don't do it. And also, uh, if you heard me earlier in the show, how, how I talked about how, how I had to get unplugged a little bit, um, I just don't think I can handle that. I don't think my brain can handle the constant changing of information. Um, hell, I can barely handle email. So uh, uh, it's not a knock to those that tweet because I, I think it's kind of interesting. It's just that it doesn't fit my personality uh, for me to uh, be a participant in that. Um, Either you go to art museums or you don't. Uh, that's one thing I've noticed. I do go to those. Um, either you uh, drink alcohol or you don't. And um, another one here, or there's two more. Um, 
you uh, either you go uh, you get your food through the drive-through on a regular basis or you don't. Um, some people eat fast food all the time, and um, I don't really do that. Uh, I think the last time I went through the drive-through was at Chick-fil-A, and that was probably three weeks ago, if that. Um, if I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A, I usually park the car and go inside. Uh, I don't know why I just do, even if I'm going to take it out. But either, um, but I know people that are always in the drive-through, um, and that's how they that's how they eat. Um, last one I want to share, which I thought was funny because I just wrote these down over the court when I thought about it. Either you go to 7-Eleven or you don't. Um, if you don't know what 7-Eleven is, most people in America are going to know. But the 7-Eleven is uh, the kind of the convenience store that's on every corner. Um, my wife, I go to 7-Eleven uh, all, all the time because I buy the stuff that 7-Eleven sells. My wife never goes to 7-Eleven. She doesn't get their coffee. I get coffee a lot at 7-Eleven. also like Wawa. Um, and I buy other stuff that's convenient at 7-Eleven. But my wife never goes to 7-Eleven. She just, there's nothing at 7-Eleven that she needs. So she doesn't go. Um, so maybe you fall into that category. Um... Let me hit on a few other things before getting into the email bag section of the show. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about crewing, and I'm thinking about doing an episode in the future on this. Uh, be interested to see if anybody uh, wants to know what that's all about if you're new into uh, ultras. Uh, I've done some crewing. I've had people crew for me, and I've uh, read up on it. And uh, there used to be a podcast um, called Trails and Tribulations that's no longer out that had an excellent episode about crewing. So I learned a lot from that, drop bags. Um, crewing somebody through an ultra, if you have a chance to do that, is is an amazing experience, and it's, it's, it's a great experience. Um, Dr. Smitty, uh, who I'll talk about in one of his emails here in a little bit, he's going to be crewing a friend out at Western States. Um, I think that's next weekend. If I'm not already, I'm not sure if I missed it or not. Um, and he helped me through my first 50 mile. Or he did a great job. So he'll do a great job for his buddy out at uh, Western States. But when you cruise somebody through an ultra, you're taking the journey with them, and it's it's something that you're never going to forget. If it's a success, trust me on that. It really is. And really, in essence, you're you're doing the same. Of you're also doing the event. And you at that point, you have all the rights and privileges of wearing the shirt if you're able to get one. Uh, when you cruise somebody through an event, and I think I read that somewhere, and I agree with that. Um, and if you uh, if you do cruise somebody. Your, the, your runner will probably get you some kind of gift that has something to do with the race or some type of souvenir uh, so you won't forget it because you know your runner is not going to get through without a good crew if, if that's the option you choose if it's a crew or non-crew type of um, event uh, so I just want to throw that in there if you've ever if, if you've ever given it any thought or if you've ever been asked or or if someone ever approaches you about it jump right in go do the event you're, you're participating in the event as well uh, you're going to meet uh, lots of cool people and uh, definitely something that I would recommend. Um, three last things here. Um, and some of it's just kind of ranting a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the World Cup for a minute. I've got World Cup madness. Um, I'm watching as much soccer as possible. It's, it's my favorite sport. And I uh, particularly like international soccer more than anything else, even the uh, local team we have in the Richmond, Virginia area. 
Uh, I guess because there's usually just so much at stake. I even like watching the international friendlies when they come on TV, and there's so much more soccer on TV. I remember when I was a kid, the only international soccer we could get was on a UHF uh, channel on our black and white TV. Yes, that's right. We had a black and white, and you had to tune it in. You had to hold or put your hand on the TV, and it was all about how f it was crazy how you'd have to get the reception. It was called Soccer Made in Germany. It was a one-hour TV show. It had a condensed, a condensed game of whatever teams. I don't remember the teams, but you watched it, usually German teams. And uh, I think it was... Uh, Chubby Charles was the commentator, and it was on the UHF, and my brother and my dad and I would watch it because uh, we all liked soccer back then. And then af uh, after a while, my, uh, my uncle that lived in D.C. would start, once we got a VHS player, he would start recording uh, soccer games on the Spanish channel up in Washington, D.C., and he would mail us these VHS tapes. And a lot of times, the, uh, it was called uh, Univision, the channel. It's still on now, same one. Uh, or no, it was uh, SEN. I think they called it SEN. And he would tape these games and mail us the uh, soccer tapes. And sometimes these were, these were international games or other league play around the world. And I would pass those around to my soccer friends after we watched them. And um, it became, became a little bit of a cult of uh, the guys who want to get their hands on the soccer tapes because you, you could not get games on TV. It, uh, it was right around the time of the North American Soccer League that ended up folding. Those, but those games were not, it wasn't, there was no cable. It just, um, it was a lot different. And uh, so I'm totally consumed with the World Cup. I, uh, I don't watch at work. I record the games on DVR and I sit home and I watch them. And uh, I've been staying up late. And, uh, one, and that kind of segues into my, uh, my rant on the uh, sissifying of uh, athletes when it comes to the World Cup. The, uh, a Brazilian court has ruled that FIFA must allow for a water break during the, each half of the soccer game. It's 45-minute halves at the 30-minute mark if the temperature goes over 89.6 degrees. They have to take some kind of water break. And... I just think that's uh, that's nuts because soccer is an endurance event. Play, again, I know they're playing in the rainforest and in, in Brazil in some aspects, and the humidity is pretty bad. Um, but you got to keep in mind that most of the teams down there, that's their environment. You have uh, Brazil, Chile, uh, Argentina, um, Ecuador. A lot of these uh, these countries are in South America, and this is the environment they play in. And if you have European teams that come over there and they can't handle that, then, then you know, um, <clears throat> that's too bad, right? I mean, that's, that's why you play in different parts of the world because different teams are going to have strengths. Now... <clears throat> Now, that being said, um, I don't understand why you stop a game that has nonstop action for a water break. I mean, the, it's an endurance event. You know, the people who have the endurance at the end of the game are the ones that are going to make the big play. You know, you don't stop the clock in a marathon because I want to stop and get water. You might stop your watch on a training run, but definitely not during the race. And uh, I just think that's a bad thing, and I didn't like that whatsoever. Um, and then uh, my last rant's going to be... Um, Oh, I've got two more things. One, uh, there's an iPhone 5 commercial out there that uh, says it's all about the chicken fat. And if you notice that commercial, you'll see that everything about the person's workout is interacting with their device. And I don't know why I keep going on this about devices, but I'm living my life without being connected to a wireless device and checking it all the time. You know, you see people all the time when they're, they're standing around trying to kill time, they're always looking at their device. I sat in the barbershop today, 
you know, two guys are in there just looking at their device the whole time. And I, I don't know if they're reading books or what. I guess if you're reading a book, that's fine. But this commercial was really weird. And, of course, the iPhone wants you to, to, to live, you know, your, they want your life to be all about the device and what the device can do for you. And I just think that's a weird, weird way to, to live all the time. Um, that's just my opinion, though. You know, I know there are other people that that doesn't that enhances their life, and that's just something that they're used to. And um, so, but the problem with that for me is that that's not the way our family lives, and we have actually missed out on some social things because they've only been on posted on Facebook. And I guess uh, for some people, they just want their Facebook people to show up. I've tried to tell my wife that if somebody really wants us to come over to their house and they want to make sure they don't miss us, then they're going to make sure that we get the message. Um, but, you know, that that's changing. And I'm seeing that change right during my lifetime. And it kind of concerns me a little bit because I'm not a uh, – I don't live on Facebook. So um, that's some of the stuff I've learned, episode 199. That's a lot. That's uh, – 27 minutes of stuff, and uh, I guess if you're still listening at this point, I didn't piss anybody off. We'll get into the email bag section of the show. All right. Heard from a handful of folks. Uh, first and foremost, I heard from Adam, uh, first one that responded to and put out the next show. Um, let's see. Uh, he said he is. Well, just like me, he doesn't want to doesn't want to have to take medication if he doesn't have to. Um, and he finally got in the uh, New York City Marathon. So he's been trying five to six years. Uh, got a little bit of a foot injury in the process, but he said he's not going to miss that for anything. He's going up there with his wife. They're having a little mini vacation to be full-blown tourists. And he gets to see the best man from his wedding who uh, just lives uh, a little bit north of... Uh, New York City, an old uh, military buddy of his. So, uh, appreciate the encouragement, Adam. Really do. Um, as always, uh, good to hear from you. Uh, anyone else who wants to write in, AshlandDave at gmail.com. And I promise I'm gonna I'm being better at responding. I I know sometimes I've neglected and I got uh, I got slammed one time on that, rightfully so. Um, but anyway, I've, I've tried to really improve. Uh, heard from Tim out of uh, Chattanooga area, and. Um, Actually, no, it's a different Tim. That was Tim Cleary. I heard from uh, Tim Smith. Um, he said he's been listening for a few years. Uh, he had some issues. Uh, got hit by a car when he was cycling. Um, actually, two cars. And he had some broken ribs, separated joint and shoulder. Um, anyway, he's doing a uh, 20K race. He's recovered from that. At least he said he's still alive. And he's uh, going to be doing a 20K race in mid-September, so that has probably already taken place, and uh, Tim, uh, let me know how that went, man, really appreciate it, thanks for writing in, and I got you for the uh, um, stand up and be counted, same with Adam, appreciate it, uh, Richard, out of the Woodlands, Texas, good to hear from you, man, um, yeah, I can't pronounce what you said you got diagnosed with, uh, but it sounds like you got a lot of inflammation too, and muscles and joints, and um, yeah, I hear you, man. I, I don't think my situation is that is like that. I mean, but I, I feel for you, and I got you down on episode for episode 302, which hopefully will be here sooner than later. Um, and lastly, I heard from Jamie, and Jamie, I appreciate all your input. Jamie's a uh, medical doctor. She's been listening to the show for a long time, and I actually met her at the Hatfield McCoy Marathon 
when I was on crutches. I think I mentioned that before. Um, but I really do appreciate the uh, the information. And I'm, I'm taking the uh, turmeric uh, every day. And I think it's helping, frankly. Um, I really do. Um, so those are the emails I got in response to the last show. I hope I didn't miss anybody. Um, I do have Chris Colby. I got you on there for the Stand Up and Be Counted. Um, some others, Phil. Uh, Sandy, of course, if you're still listening, drop me a line. I'm pretty sure you are. Uh, that's at ashlandave at gmail.com if you're a new listener. Uh, what I've done for the 100th, 200th, and I plan to do it for the 300th, 300th episode is a Stand Up and Be Counted campaign. I just kind of do a listener roll call of uh, the people that checked in. I think it's kind of neat. I know when I used to listen to I haven't listened to podcasts in quite some time, especially, you know, amateur ones like this one. If you write in and you get called out on the podcast, that's always kind of cool. It kind of uh, connects all the dots and makes it a kind of a neat uh, little virtual community. Um, But you can reach me at ashlanddave at gmail.com. And if you want to do that, that'd be great. Let me know where you hail from, what kind of running you do. And um, if you say anything in your email that you don't want me to put on the podcast, then just uh, mention that and I'll certainly honor that. And I do not put... Uh, your email on a list in a database or anything um, it goes nowhere the only email it only gets captured with Google so uh, in my Gmail account so whatever scanning that they're doing and algorithms they're running on that you know that's we all consent to that I guess that somewhere we click some box somewhere that uh, we allow that so but I personally don't uh, make up a new database or anything like that uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate you uh, sticking around this long. This is Ashland Dave. I'm running in the center of the universe, reminding you to run to the finish. Keep on running, and don't forget to hug your kids. Y'all have a good week. Mm-hmm.